Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Football Nation podcast. Tonight, I am joined by two regulars on the show tonight, Crazy Boom and FM King. Boys, how are you tonight? Good, good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good stuff, good stuff. So we've got a, we've got a bit of an interesting podcast tonight. Um, we'll do our usual go over some of the, some of the big games over the weekend. But the main talking point tonight is the recent news regarding about the World Cup in 2026. So we'll come to that a bit, a bit later on. But tonight we'll start with our league roundup. So we'll be starting with Boom's favourite subject for this week, Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> so Liverpool with an absolute week to forget. Boom. You want to start us off on this one? Uh, yes, because I heard all week about seven up this, seven up the. I couldn't get away from the bloody seven up ball. I meant to go to that and go to bottom of the league at the time, Bournemouth, which I said the good weekend, bad weekend. When you. When bottom of the week at the time, when you lose to them, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And they could have drawn, but for some reason, Mo Salah decided to hit the ball at me in my own garden back there. <laughs> but yeah, um, what the, roses, the roses have not stayed the same, Chris. Eh? The roses have not stayed the same, they're all completely destroyed, <laughs> aren't they? Uh, King, what did you think about the game on Saturday? I mean, first things first, it's great to see a Man U fan taking the piss out of Liverpool losing to Bournemouth when they failed to beat a 10 man, uh, failed to beat uh, Southampton. Uh, we, no. were also, we were down to 10 men for most of that game. I know that, I know that was coming. <laughs> Still and, Southampton. No, and also, if you know Riesel, that's actually a good result because the last few times we've gone down to 10 men, we've conceded a goal. Every yeah. time we've gone down to 10 men. Still Southampton, though. They're Southampton. a bulky team. In the last few years, they've gotten great results against United. So, But yeah, about the game, I think... Um... I think Liverpool just played badly. They had chances to get a yeah. result out of it, but just never took them. Bournemouth, Bournemouth seem to be doing quite well against these big sides, didn't they? They need to beat Arsenal the way before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, although Salah should be scoring that penalty, but he blasted seven miles wide for some weird reason in that moment. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, I mean, you look at Liverpool season. That that literally just sums up Liverpool season in a nutshell. They beat yeah, they, Man United seven nothing. They beat the rival seven nil. Yeah, all, they're fully back, and then they lose the Bournemouth. 
Yeah, that literally sums up Liverpool. And then obviously last night uh, in the Champions League, that's um, out of the Champions League. So this, this season, I don't think they've got any silverware to compete in. Um, no, the no. top it's top four of us. Yeah, point. top four now. Quite and, surprised that they and, and, and their run up, their run up for that top four coming after the international is a very, very tough. They have Man City, Chelsea, and Arsenal back to back the first three games back after the international break. So, so I think you're going to say that something. It's just going to sound quite surprised that they lost it really as well because. Um, they've been on a decent run. I mean, well, for Liverpool this season, should I say? Yeah. They've been on an all right run, so it was a bit. Yeah, they had two wins shot. in a row, and then they did this coming into that boring game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's say it kind of sums up Liverpool season, but you look and at this is a team that they beat nine nil at the beginning. Yeah. beginning of the season. I mean, you look, you look at, you look at Liverpool. Their, their squad. I mean, it was near enough a full strength squad. Not, I was going to say, um, virtually a full strength squad that Klopp could choose from against um, Bournemouth. I mean, you had Karate playing, you had Van Dijk playing, you had Salah playing. Diaz yeah, um, yeah, was really good, even though yeah, he's injured. Sadly, he's injured, he's injured now until the end of the season, so yeah, he's out. best in his recovery. And then you've got like you've got Nunez, who's actually in a wee bit of decent form uh, coming into that game, and. It was just like they hadn't played with each other, and then what the one person who I'm going to pick out, and I'm going to pick him out for one reason, one reason only, because he said they said he was a, the best right back in the Premier League, and that is Trent Alexander Arnold. That man cannot defend for, he's terrible. But King, I'm going to ask you a question, right? So if you're Trent Alexander Arnold. What is going through your mind at this moment in time? Why? What? What's happened? Do you think it's fatigue or what? I, I, for for me, I don't think Trent Alexander Arnold's a right back, right wing back at best, but yeah. more of a right midfielder, maybe even a right winger. Could also play Mazala or a central attacking midfield role. But I yeah. think that it's he's never been able to defend. Defending's never been his strong point. But do. Before defensively, Liverpool sides have always had the the two main centre backs, Fabinho or somebody that sits in front of the back four, and they've always been solid. But the thing is, backs, didn't, we didn't notice it enough like previous seasons because um, they were always attacking, so it, we never yeah. really noticed Trent having but, to defend. The, well, when then fullbacks go forward and they got broke on before the defenders or the central midfielders would break up that play, they'd break it up high up yeah, the Van Dijk would be very, he's now, been missing this season. Now they're not being able to break it up high up the pitch and, and they're being caught out in areas where obviously it's dangerous. So I, I know that he's not playing well defensively. I mean, he's not really playing well. Either. He's lost his attacking threat and I think that's yeah. why he's been picked out a lot more. But I don't just think it's him. I don't just think it's down to him. I mean, their, their CDM has been criticised a lot by their fans I've been listening to. Fabinho has gotten a Van lot Dijk. of criticism. Van Dijk's not being good enough this season. And I also, I also will question, Chris, because you said before Nunes is the good run of form, which he was. The last two games, Klopp has taken him off near in the second half at some point yeah. when you need a goal. Exactly. That mean, uh... It's I mean, a weird one from Jurgen Klopp to doing those yeah, kind of decisions. Yeah, I mean, and you, and you replace him with a person who's not really informing Bobby Firmino as well sometimes, mm. or, um, for instance, uh, Yota, who's, who's just coming back from injury. But 
he, that's it. We were, I was talking, I was talking to about some of my work colleagues today. So, five years, Trent Alexander Arnold's been in the limelight at Liverpool. Who's who's been his who's been his push to be the number one right wing back, right back, right wing back in that Liverpool team? There's been absolutely nobody. So what I said was Trent's got so comfortable that he cannot he's literally cannot be dropped. He's a golden boy of Liverpool. He's Mr. Liverpool. He's the, he's taken on from Steven Gerrard. The backup has been James Milner just being shoved into that position. And he's what fifty two now? Because they signed the kid to from like Aberdeen that never seen the light of day. Yeah, yeah, and but, <sighs> I just and I just don't understand what I mean. Liverpool Liverpool season has just been weird this season completely. It's it is it's just one of those ones. It's how where did, where did, how does Klopp fix this? Because he's going to need a lot of money in, in the summer to fix it. And I don't see them getting that much, depending on what happens. With the, with, with the new rules, they would need to get Champions League football to have a lot of money yep. with the way that's going. Oh, but financial fair play is just a myth, isn't it? Uh, they've cha- <laughs> they're trying to change it to make it the, to stop you from doing your eight year card. They're trying to change. For this. I mean, that, that's not going to be changed by the summer. Nah. And even if it is, let's face it, what they're going to do, fine them. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, these clubs will take the fine. It's, 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 it's not You know, Liverpool have never been a spendy club, though, so they... FSG think, might not like the fine. Well, both Liverpool haven't... Well, Liverpool, you say Liverpool haven't been a spendy club. They've been spent £90 million on Darwin Nunez and £90 million on... Yeah. Um, you see, a lot of that is stuff that they sold, like, with... They've only started. This is the first season where they've actually splashed out a lot of money for a striker. Other years yeah. they've been investing quite like normal amounts from what they sold from like transfers like Coutinho and stuff. Yeah. But moving on to the next one, um, Chelsea bounced back with three results on the spin. Uh, good results yeah, in the Champions with, League and in with the a league better as well. back in reach games. Yes. <laughs> King, what do you think of this game uh, against Leicester the weekend? 3-1 victory. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good result for Chelsea, bearing in mind the season that they've had. Uh, yeah. Leicester, Leicester as well, they've gone sort of rekindled their form of late, if that's what you want to call it. They're, they're getting better than they was at the start of the season. Um, do you think so, Leicester will be okay uh, towards the end of the season, or do you still think they can get dragged into that battle of relegation? I, I still think they're in the relegation fight, but I do think they'll have enough to get out of it. I think there's certain teams down there that the squads are just just I mean, good. if we look for the man himself, Brendan Rodgers, he said today from 12th to 20th, it's a mini league for the relegation. That's what he said himself it's in his press conference. He's probably not wrong, to be fair. So now in the end of the season. What about you, Ben? What do you think about the result on uh, uh, Saturday for Chelsea? Or was it Saturday? No, Sunday. Saturday? Saturday? Sunday? I think it was a good good result. The, uh, the sh- questionable... Challenge from my perspective, from what I saw like, with the United game and stuff that was that I saw the next day that was given, a lot of those fouls should have been given to Chelsea that the Leicester players did. I mean, that challenge on uh, Yao Felix itself was an absolute mm. that, should, that, should, that should be common assault. And then that ref the next day gave a lesser challenge a red card, yeah, Mr. Andre, VAR, yes, yeah, Mr. Andre, it's, it's bizarre to me. I mean, we'll probably talk about we'll probably talk about VR in in another part of the show. But VR this season and referees in general are just 
absolutely abysmal. I mean, properly abysmal. I mean, it's um, a good goal from Daka, to be fair to him. For the yeah, very off. I mean, no, keep, no keeper said that it's, it's power mm. is moving all around the place. But they went in, they went in, they just they thought they were going in at halftime with one one and they were happy. Yeah, then Mr Mr. Enzo Fernandez popped up with a nice little mm-hmm. bit of skill to Kai Havertz. And then a very professional second half with Kovacic going there. And Mudrik yeah. could have got goals. There was a lot of people trying to go for the, the 007 meme, but then he got an assist, so he kind of ruined it on and all the fans on that. I mean, it's, it's looking a lot better for Chelsea. I mean, let's say the Champions League as well. I mean, great result against Dortmund. Well, the big boost, very, very good. Like, like Dortmund. I said, when that happened, Chris, you needed to use that to spur you on for more wins. And it looks like you have done that. Well, it'll be put to the test against uh, a team who's, again, looking for wins uh, in Everton on Saturday. Um, I mean, and then after the, after the international break, you have Villa... And then Liverpool, too. Yeah. Teams that yeah, also want wins. That's six, point, that's six points right there. Mm. <laughs> I was looking for a wee reaction there, King. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Um, we're still top of the talk about the t- title race just now. Manchester City still on the coattails of Arsenal. Yes, Man City only won, won nothing at the weekend against um, a very resolute... Um, Crystal Palace team, a bit of naivety for Michael. It was, it, it, it was a terrible performance for Man City, even though they yeah. won. Yeah, King, what do you think about this one? Um, the challenge from Elise on uh, Gundogan, wasn't it? I think it was. Uh, in the for the penalty, I didn't actually see the game to be honest. Um, oh, just, yeah. oh. no, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't comment on on the challenge. I think Man City, from what I've it seen was, from the stats and that, they they had a lot of chances and couldn't take them. Although I did watch Man City last night, and if they can produce performances like they played last night, not last night, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday night. If they can produce performances like that between now and the end of the season in in the league, they're going to be a force because Tuesday night they were out of this world. Oh, I know it was only a Leipzig team, but Leipzig have been in very good form of yeah, late. Germany, yeah, but Leipzig and, do have those kind of results in them because one season we did beat them five nil. The they movement, kind of, the movement between the Man City players and stuff like was just a, Leipzig were non-existent. Although Edison should have been sent off on that. One. Yes, I was about to say. I mean, it could have been a whole different game. But here's here's a question for you, right? So Pep's not been really playing a certain Kevin De Bruyne of late. Of he's been coming off the bench. Do you think that is a good move from Pep, or do you think he's? I mean, like he said to himself, it? Kevin needs to go back to basics. Obviously, there's something there that he's not happy with yeah. that Kevin's been doing lately. Well, he did call him out as well in the press conference before mm. the Champions League. Yeah. And uh, I, he did play very well on a yeah. Tuesday evening. So I don't know whether that was a little, you know, kick up yeah, the but I But I watched that Palace game and it was very, bo- both sides did not want to try and win that for the most part. The shots game. were terrible. Uh, Palace didn't even get a shot on target. They were just, let's just hope we get nil-nil here. And Man City couldn't do anything. And then they get, it was a very fortunate pen because it was a stupid challenge from yeah, Lisa. Lisa yeah. And naivety. And then... Holland scores, and that was the end of that because it was a very boring game. So only one chance you needed. And 
continue with the title race. Arsenal, that first half against Fulham was some of the best some of the best football I've seen Arsenal play this season. But I was surprised because of how well Fulham have been playing it late. It was a real it was like an eye opener for Fulham fans and like kind of the kind of Premier League football fans in general. Because Fulham have I mean, like I said, Fulham have been playing very well recently. And then that first half, it looked like they hadn't been playing 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 together at all this season. I mean, I don't know. But they do have an impressive win rate against Fulham in total. It's seventy-two percent of their Premier League games against Fulham. Arsenal have won. Yeah, but you th- I mean, you look at it. I mean, look at that. Looking at the form that Fulham had been coming into the into that um, that mm. game, very positive. And then to perform that like that in the first half, I mean, the the if the warning shot wasn't there when the first goal got disallowed, correctly so, and then. Two minutes later, this. But you got to put it down to Arsenal have just been quite very good this season. Like they, this game, they become the first English, apparently English side in history to win five consecutive London derbies away from home without conceding. Okay, that's interesting. Let's face facts: London teams this season, apart from Arsenal, haven't been very good. They've had no. No, no, it's not been much of a. When they when they play Tottenham, Tottenham just parted and didn't jump. I was very shocked about this result as well because like you said Chris, uh, Fulham have been playing really well and I think if it wasn't for Newcastle doing so well, Fulham would be more talked about yeah. as the team that's, that's sort of trying to break in, so it did shock me but then I think it does show a bit of ruthlessness from Arsenal, which is yeah. something that they may have been questioned about and I know that I've questioned that ruthlessness from them so if they can continue getting results like that against a Fulham outfit that's been very good this season, then you know it's going to help their title rise a lot. I agree, um, but you look at it. I mean, I think a bit of a loss came when there were there was no uh, that Polina. Um, he's been playing for Fulham recently. He looks like he's been touted for going to do bigger things with, like been linked with Liverpool, been linked with Manchester United as well, but like they're going back abroad. Just. But if you're, if you're, I mean, say for instance, Fulham do get Europa League, I mean, that's probably their, if they can get Europa League, then that is an absolute win for Fulham this season because they're everyone's favourites get relegated this season along with, um, so that will probably Southampton. But and, even if they just miss out, it's still a good season for them. I mean, I, mean first... I think if you look at it, Fulham this season have defied all odds. I mean, like at the moment they're ninth, so that's a good position for them. I mean, for, I mean, for, you look they're at still it, fighting for that like top. Six yeah. and seven. I mean, everyone said, "Oh, you can't get Mitrovic to score in the, in the Premier League." Look at him this season; he's been he's they been. They were right bullied. until this season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, who's okay? Oh, this is going to be something I'm going to start doing from maybe now on. Who's been your team of the weekend in the Premier League, guys? What just one team and one team only? Team for the weekend. Who are we going to go for? Who's, who's, your, who's, your, who's your outstanding team of this weekend? Well, if it... Um, oh, I don't know. I think, I, I, to be honest, I think the weekend games in the Premier League were a bit dead. I'd, I'd have to pick either Tottenham or Chelsea, and I'll go with Chelsea because they played a, a team that's probably a bit better. Managing to score three goals away from home, like... That's almost as much as I scored since. I'd have to pick Everton. I'd have to pick Everton just for beating Brentford, like a very informed Brentford. That's true. That's true. Hold on yeah. to that. Was took very good character from them. 
Unless a, unless a Dwight McNeil first minute goal, then and they, they could have scored job. more. They had the ch- <laughs> they had the chance to make it two 0 at one point in that game, but just yeah, yeah just... Everton did well to get that result. But Brentford, Brentford definitely should have scored. They had yeah. a lot of chances second half. Um, it's currently one 0 to Arsenal against Sporting Lisbon. Granite Shaka has just scored. Um, so that's now 3 2 to Arsenal, and it's currently 1 0 to Bayer Leverkusen. They're now 3 also, Arsenal no. also had to make an early substitution with Tommy Asu coming off injured. That could be a bit of a blow for, well, not really a blow, he's more of a kind of squad player now, Tommy yeah, Asu. But they still have to put on their main Ben White back on. So yeah. So we'll. Jump into let's go across the pond now. No, not across the pond. Let's go across the the Medi- into the Mediterranean and go to La Liga. So, see how our mate said we were talking about VAR controversy. Barcelona versus Atletico Bilbao. That is probably going to be very much talked about recently. The goal that uh, Rafinha scored, and then the goal that I think it was Anaki Williams. I think it got disallowed on uh, at the weekend. For a for a handball that didn't look like a handball, VR and then limelight again, guys. What was your opinion on this one, Boom? Uh, bizarre calls on the other side. Barca just—they've got very much the look on their side in La Liga this year. A lot of things. Barcelona like decisions are going their way. They didn't look too good in this game. With the, they still get a result because, like I said, look at the side that like VAR decision denies Anaki Williams his first league goal since October. Yeah. What were you, King? How did how did you see this one going regarding about the, the some of the decisions that were in this game? Uh, I didn't watch all of the game. I've only seen some of the highlights. So from what I've seen. It was a lot of possession from Barcelona, as you can expect. But I think Athletic Athletic Club were unlucky. Athletic Bilbao were unlucky. Yeah. Because they had a lot of chances. Was it was it a mistake by the ref? Or, or has Barcelona paid this ref? Or what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? See, that's what we don't know allegedly, about. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, uh, mission... they, 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 apparently, there's been multiple, multiple payments. And, and there's coming from different accounts as well. So Yeah. Athletic well, Bilbao had more shots in this game than Barcelona. They had five to Barca's two on target. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... <sighs> We'll probably talk about it in maybe another maybe maybe a week or, so, week or so's uh, podcast regarding about um, Barcelona and what's what's going on with that, but because they have been banned from the summer window at the moment until yeah. they sell a bunch. Of- well, do you know what yeah. this means as well? Ronaldo is now the real goat because half of Messi's accolades should be taken off him because they cheated. <laughs> well, there's rumours going around that Mister Florentino Perez was involved as well, so is that? Nah, yes. I don't know about that. Oh, there, oh, there is. You know who needs to be, they need to bring back up. Where is this Man City thing gone? No one's talked about it since those. Oh, that's, get, that's getting investigated behind the scenes. That's getting yeah. very much investigated behind that's the scenes. Ta- that's the, the, ta- the, media yeah. stopped, the media stopped talking about it, though. Well, that's I think because wrong. they did say it could take up to four years mm. to decide what's going to happen, which is absolutely bonkers. Which is stupid no. if they win like so many things with the and four. Four years, but it's just like, well, they clearly cheated most of 
So, as we're talking about myself, Perez, kind of nice wee segue into Real Madrid, coasting by, coasting by uh, Espanyol 3-1 to keep the pressure on Barcelona and and their cho- choice. It's hard to call it pressure at the moment, considering the gap, but you know. Well, they still, I mean, if Barcelona, if Barcelona drop points and Real Madrid keep on winning, you never the, know. The, but the problem is, like, they don't seem to be dropping points, Barca. They get yeah. the, like I said, they're very much getting the look of on their side, whether that's from questionable controversy that we don't, <laughs> that's not confirmed yet or not, but they seem to be getting the look on their side. I mean, looking at, I mean, I watched some of the game last week, last night against Liverpool, and I watched some of the game against Espanyol at the weekend. Real Madrid look like they're starting to get a wee bit of form, but it's. Yeah, it's, sure. It's After the 5 2, they threw the. Yeah. The Derby, the and the then Mark. they then they just narrowly lost to Barca, then they drew to Real Betis, and so then it's, 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 inconsi- yeah, it's inconsistent form wins. from Real Madrid. That's what's killing them this season. That's what it's been in the league for like the most part, and, and the whole Spanish thing. They seem to only be getting their normal kind of results in the Champions League knockouts. Yeah, but just ahead. That's like they're still trying with that because that's. Very much what they view as their trophy, the Champions League, because they won it so much. Yeah. What were you, King, with regards to this one? How did you see Real Madrid? Do you think their form has just been too inconsistent this season to mount a, a comeback in the, uh, for the title race, or do you think they can still maybe do it? I think they played well the weekend. I don't think they'll be back in the title race because Barcelona haven't been great and they're still winning and that... It'll be interesting to see the El Clasicos this Sunday. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, even if Real Madrid win that, it's what? Mm. It's it's still still like six, six points difference. Six points has got to drop two games. I just can't. I don't know whether they're going to do it. And lastly... Goal for West Ham, apparently. Oh, 1-0 to West Ham. Um, against... Uh, who's it they're playing? Like Olarenka in the yeah. conference. The old conference, but last game um, in La Liga is a relegation kind of dogfight between so between uh, Valencia and Sevilla, two teams that have have not been playing well at all in the league, and it's two much valuable victories for the Spanish team. I mean, that's Valencia now out of the bottom three. When the last time we talked, they were well in the bottom three. How do you think these ones go? How do you think the results for Sevilla and Valencia King would benefit from this season. Yeah, I mean they definitely needed them results, didn't they? Yeah. I mean Valencia won one nothing and Sevilla just beat Almeria to our in that kind of zone as well to win on Sunday there. Yeah. Yeah. Severa pulled out of it a bit. A bit more, more I don't know, compared to it, the it, other. It, it's more a big result for Valencia because they Sevilla have won more recently than Valencia as a whole this season. Yeah. So this is more valuable of a victory for Valencia in their situation. I mean, look, I mean, I'm looking at the league just now. I mean, Valencia's still only two points behind Sevilla in the league. Hmm. I was saying they got like one just, win. Sevilla crazy. got one win more recently than in the league than Valencia have. And do you know? I'm just looking at looking at this right. So 
Valencia have got the best goal difference out of the bottom teams. They're on zero goal difference. S- scored 28, conceded 28. <laughs> and then you look at, like, again, look at Sevilla, they're, they're, they're on minus 11. So if they look at the kind of head-to-head goal difference kind of thing, that could be that could be a bit a bit of a beneficial for Valencia if Valencia if they stopped can keep up. learning how to win. So this might be a good lesson to them and how to actually see out mm. a result. Exactly. Yeah, wouldn't exactly. And last but not least, we're going to the Bundesliga. Bayern Munich crushing. Well, not was it crushing? A great weekend for Bayern Munich results wise. Yeah, for the rivals too. Because yeah. like like I said, in my thing, uh, good weekend, bad weekend. Uh, Dortmund dropping points, Union Berlin dropping points. The only one below them that got points was Leipzig, and that just puts them into the contention rather yeah. than being a so challenge. Guys, how, how how did you see this one? The, the Bayern Munich game against Augsburg five three that finished up to Bayern Munich. It was a bit of a Augsburg took game. the lead. Yeah, is that British? I used. No, no, I thought it was something else. I thought it was something you, different. In the beginning, you thought, oh, this could be a very bad game for, for Bayern Munich, the way it started, but then Bayern Munich became Bayern Munich again. A certain Mr. Yal Cancel getting his goal for mm. uh, Bayern Munich. Will he be loved again? Will he be? Was that him back in the good books after he's fallen away? Another manager. And then Pavard, just the, 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 the defenders were scoring in this game because Davies also scored. Yeah. I mean, King, how did you see this one, Bayern Munich? Do you think they're going to win another title or do you think Dortmund can still come bring it back? It's still in the balance, I think, isn't it? I mean, the draw for Dortmund against Schalke won't help a lot because they it's probably should have won It's two points difference game. between them with that last, with that draw. Yeah. Dortmund yeah. probably should have beat Schalke, but yeah, you'd expect Bayern to beat Augsburg. And to be fair, even though they went behind... I know, Oswald glad well to score three. But I mean, by the time they got the second, the game was probably already done. I mean, you look at it, you, you, you go away from home, you score three goals, and you get beat 5-3. I mean, you're like, what, what else have we got to do? Which is quite, it's quite interesting how the table has panned down there, considering both Dortmund and Bayern at the beginning of the season, before the World Cup break, were not at their best. Yeah. Showings. And it was Union Berlin and Freiburg that were up in the top, the top two at that point. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a, I mean, it's been a more of an interest in Bundesliga this season. I would say. Um, don't know if you guys would agree with me on that one, but I think it's been more entertaining because you've had, you have had the difference ones, like like you said, Union Berlin, Freiburg, Leipzig, back been kind of back up there as well. Um, Mainz were even up there for a for a short spell, but they've kind of tailed off a little bit. But that's kind of go. We kind of just touched on it there, but the Dortmund game. I mean, how has Dortmund not won this game, King? Uh, how how they how they drawn two each against Schalke against bottom bottom of the table Schalke? Oh, sorry, second bottom of the table now after the after the draw. Yeah, it's it. I, I think this their manager Marco Rose. No, that's not their manager. Is it that's Leipzig's manager? Yeah. Uh, the Dortmund manager will I think will have to be disappointed with this because they did have the chances to go on and win it. And they had a lot of the possession. You know, they, they, they should have won this game, to be honest. I know that Schalke lately have picked it up a little bit. And now they're they've, been getting a lot of, they've been getting a lot of draws, Schalke, which they need to start trying to pick up points in their relegation battle. So 
It's definitely a relegation battle type result from Schalke. Even though Schalke are picking up points now, Dortmund should be knocking them out of the park. Mm. Yeah. But, I, um... I would just have to put this down to Derby, perhaps Schalke were just... Up for it. Up for it. Oh, so haven't um, Dortmund got a few injuries at the minute as well? Yeah, I'm just kind of looking. I was just kind of looking at, look at the lineup there. I mean, they had they had a few out of the weekend there. So, you no know, Kamara, the Kobo's injured, Brandt's injured, Adiemi's injured, Royce is injured, and um, Moyakoko is injured as well. So they've got that's. I mean, there's especially Adiemi and uh, Royce and Brandt as well. Brandt's been. I think Brian's been outstanding this season. Um, for, and they were playing Guerrero as a midfielder. So, I mean, you could say it's you could say it's a point. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely um, two points dropped if you're a Dortmund fan. But it's also a, I mean, in the relegation scrap for Schalke, this is a massive, massive point. Massive result. I guess a look. Yeah. Well, if you're looking at Dortmund, these are the games you need to be winning if you're going to try and. Topple the dominance of Bayern Munich for I the agree. last few years. I agree. And last but not least in the roundup is Leipzig versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Easy for a Scotsman to say. Um, Good result. Result puts Leipzig back in the title contention. <laughs> I mean, they've they've had a they've had a week like Liverpool. Uh, they've kind of had a week like Liverpool. I mean, get a good result um, against Man City. They're now on the same points as Union Berlin, and they overtake them on goal difference. I mean, you look at you look at you look at uh, Leipzig get a draw against get a good draw against my uh, against uh, Man City. Then they won their game. They, I think they won their uh, game uh, the week after. Yeah, they won against Frankfurt directly. Frankfurt after. again, and they a, a good result. Then get hammered seven nothing off of <laughs> off a Man City at home. Um, no, sorry, no, before home. that, they narrowly they lost two one to Dortmund. Yeah, that. it's just been it's Leipzig's been. I would say that kind of like Liverpool's form. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down all this all the time. But but they had a bit more ups than Liverpool have had yeah. more recently. Do you think Leipzig Champions League qualification for this the uh, next season? Would that do you think that'll be a a good season for Leipzig after the start they had um, before King? Yeah, I think that's what their aim will be for this season. Top four. Um, they should get that as well. Maybe the Pokal, because they played Dortmund in the quarterfinals of that. Yeah, maybe, maybe top four in a cup. They might yeah. be looking at that. What about you, Bim? Do you think top four, cup, good season for Leipzig? Yeah, I, think, or... I think top four would be a good season the way it is. It, they might be going for the cup. If you beat, if you beat Dortmund, then you could say they could, they're in for the cup. It's then just... <laughs> The small margin of Bayern Munich still in the cup as well. Yeah. Well, that has been our roundup of the kind of top I'll kind of big games. One, we've bit had. Of, one bit of an update from the Arsenal game. Uh, Saliba's now injured. It's all falling a bit for it's all falling a bit for Arsenal. Now, our main topic tonight regarding about the World Cup. Um, if you didn't realize, if you didn't hear about the news that the World Cup is going to be playing 104 games with 48 teams in the World Cup in 2026 in America, Canada, and the UAE, America, Canada, and Mexico. So the question to ask to the 
the boys in chat. Has Gianni Infantino lost his goddamn mind with in relation to this announcement? Um. Well, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'm, I don't know exactly how he's planning on doing it or, or how it's going to be, but this is why you have World Cup qualification. So, you know, teams all start off on an even footing and they qualify for different groups. And then the teams I mean, that is qualify... It tru- is it truly even footing when you got teams like San Marino going against England? <laughs> well, this, this is what I was about to say. The teams that qualify through the group then go into the main competition... We're going to now have teams that I understand that they want to get more teams involved, but then they should qualify, shouldn't they, and try hard yeah, and put you, more money you, into the development. What, what you don't want in the main tournament is to have, unless San Marino fans would love this, but most of us wouldn't want to see just a game where a team like San Marino in the main tournament gets beat 10 0 and just like that's pretty much that. Like, with no hope. Like, it's a very boring game at that point if there's too many. There's no kind of like end to end stakes I mean, in those. The way the way I see it, forty-eight teams, and you're going to be playing one hundred and four games after an ab for a I mean for a season that you're playing. Say for instance, say for instance, is it and just for talking's sake, England. You're playing all your English. You've got all your English teams that play in either Champions League, Europa League, or Conference League. You're playing all your League Cups, your FA Cups, and your League games. You're talking about at least sixty plus games a season. Give or take. I mean, if you qualify for the World Cup, if England qualify for the World Cup, then you're going to be playing another, another, so many games over a, a month and a half, very, very back to back, and going to be traveling a lot as well because it's always going to be over three countries. It's just absolutely, it's it's crazy, and they're making. I read it. I read it today. Nine billion pound or nine billion dollars. They're making. Just on this alone, without any ticket sales, it's making nine billion. The only good thing that came out of that president's head this week is that he did listen to the backlash with the women's World Cup and dropped the the sponsor of that that he was being criticised. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you, King. I think what this guy is doing to football is he got reelected. <laughs> He's just ruin, he's ruining football, in my opinion. He's making it. A, he's making it a business instead of a. An yeah, he, cl- sport. he claims he's bringing football back up. That he's connecting more country that we haven't seen before. The whole he's going to use it as a publicity. Like, like, oh look, now we got more African teams in the tournament than we did before. That's his kind yeah. of like justification. Where like the teams like Egypt didn't get in, they'll get in now when they didn't qualify before. In the last one, yeah, King. So, what's what's your opinion, like, kind of on what why Infantino is doing this? Do you think he's doing doing it for the money side of things to build his build his ego, or do you think it's just something something else? Yeah, it's right. It's for the money. No, there's no other reason to do it, really, is there? No. Because let's face it, it's not doing it for the players. The players probably already play too many games in a short in a short space of time, especially putting like a winter World Cup in, which apparently is something they want to do again. Yeah, so, one of the other countries over. I mean, we've 
Well, oh, sorry, on you go. Sorry, you on you go. Sorry. It's just going to say we're doing a winter World Cup. Does that mean we're going to have to break for three months or something? Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to yeah. come, they're going to stop the end of the season and play a World Cup from from May after the Champions League final through to September. Like it's just ridiculous. So you have your qualification process. The people, the teams get through the qualification progress process and then go into the World Cup, and that's why you pre-season, get the teams. pre-season will be non-existent in a few years. That's why you get no the teams gonna... at the World Cup. It just it just seems stupid, and I don't understand why they're going to three three teams in a group either. Oh, they've no, they've changed that to four. That's why they've that's why they increased it. That's why they increased it to forty eight teams now, because there's only going to be thirty two teams, but they've now increased it to forty eight to make it a four team group again. It should stay as a fourteen group anyway. Yep. So well, I don't, these competitions that like, and it, do you know what happens in England when you've got the foreign managers coming in like Pep Guardiola and Klopp? They want B teams and this cup to be scrapped and this whatever. Yeah. You know we have a global package at the minute, not just us, but FIFA with the World Cup and the Euros. You know it's a global package that they have. That's not broken. It makes a lot of money for for the countries where it is. It makes a lot of money in ticket sales. It makes a lot of money in sponsorships. You know, it doesn't need to be revamped or refixed. I'm sick and tired of oh, we to keep the young people happy. We'll change things and, and and we'll do things differently. This has been in place for years and years and years, longer than all of us have been alive. We don't I mean, need to fucking change it for these. It's people. like the, it's it, it's like the Super League King when the, the the whole justification of Paris with the Super League is that kids are not interested in the old school football, so we need to change the the European. Of course, they're like, interested no. in it. That's why we make so much fucking money off it. That's why they still go to the games. It's all about money. It's all about money. And what they'll do is they use this, oh, we want to keep the young people interested, so we're going to change it and we're going to do this. It doesn't need changing. If it needed changing, we'd be not getting these sponsorship deals in. We wouldn't be getting this money. We wouldn't have, like, one of the best sport packages in the globe. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't it's have a, that. It's almost, it's almost it, as bad as Todd Bowley's idea when he came in it, and he wanted to do the only other game. sport that I know that makes as much money as this is probably for the, the Super Bowl in America. And they probably yeah. don't make as much money. I don't know. But but I know that they're on a level where it's a worldwide global thing like, like the Premier League is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you don't see their owners and their people that do their competition changing around the Super League, do you? No, because they don't nah. need to. It's I mean, a joke. I mean... For me personally, I think it's it's just it's diluting the sport. It's just diluting the sport. I mean, Infantino, he he had he had his. I mean, okay, he he could he took over from Blatter after the um, Qatar World Cup was awarded to them. Either rightly or wrongly, we don't know the process. We would love to know what happened, but I doubt we'll ever find out until something maybe you have they have to tell them, but. The way the way I see the World Cup is you've got the top teams in the world with maybe a certain maybe a certain few like kind of surprises. I mean, take Morocco for instance. This in, in the World Cup, there they're a surprise package. Saudi Arabia, bit of a surprise package, beating Argentina. Obviously, Argentina went on to win a World Cup, but it's stuff like that you lo- you love. I mean, are you gonna have like fucking El Salvador versus? Argentina playing in the world in a World Cup final? No, it's all going to be the exact the, same teams. The reason, the reason why, like, say, in my country, Ireland, and yours, uh, Chris, Scotland, love yeah. it so much is like when we get into these tournaments, we're just happy that we got because it was exactly. so. We very rarely get into this. Would make it easy. 
I mean, I'm in the top just now. See when, we, see when Scotland qualified for the Euros. That was, that was brilliant. That was our first competition since 1998. Like, yeah, for example, like us in 2016, Ireland get to France. Aye. And we we almost beat France who made it to the final. Eh? You're the host, so. I mean, a... it's just, just might it's as just... well give out free invitations to every country in the world. Just yeah. Like, the, you, yeah, just scrap the hand out sweeties. There you go, there's... There's a cough case. You, you haven't qualified in a couple of years. Here you go. Come on. Exactly. I mean, see, see, see the thing is, right? I, I'm a great believer in what King said. You do a qualification for a reason. If you didn't qualify, tough shit. The thing you as know, well, you know, like you said earlier about you have Morocco and that. The reason why you have these teams in there is because you have a European qualification, a South American qualification, yep. you know, a, a, an Asian and African qualification. So you get these different countries from different continents coming into the tournament and it's not full of, say, the best 20 or 32 teams from South America and in Europe. Yep. Like, th- this is why it works. This is why it doesn't need to be changed. For example, uh, Senegal was there from beating Egypt. Mo Salah versus Mane. It was a good game to qualify. Went to penalties. I mean, as you said, King, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, simple as. Now let's kind of an LOE kind of spawn off that. We kind of we kind of already touched that a lot about about it. The players. So, but like we said, so the hundred, so there's going to be hundred and four games played over uh, with forty-eight teams. See, so you're playing. Was it four? You play four. Oh, sorry, I three games. No, so four games in the. No, is it three games? In the the group stage, then you go into. The knockouts. You're gonna. You I mean how big the squad's gonna be? Because you're gonna be travel. You're gonna be traveling all over America, Canada, and Mexico. You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to have a. You're gonna have to have a squad about forty at least to cope with all the traveling, all the all the games, the heat as well in, in America and Mexico. Maybe not. Maybe not so much Canada, but the heat in some of these places. And you're playing on some of the grounds that are, that are getting used are artificial as well. So that's gonna ha- that's gonna that's gonna hamper players, and it's gonna be worse for like players who are already have a very sketchy injury record. Then, exactly. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have you're literally gonna have to have a squad about forty players for these for this World Cup coming up. It's just it's and like we said, but like I said before, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna end players' careers sooner. Because you're playing so many games, they're gonna get burned out. They're gonna get seriously bad, serious bad injuries. And like you said, you're playing on this. It's like five G hybrid mm. grass. You're playing in, in these in these games in uh, America with Whoa. with it. It's terrible. So with injury, we've seen a lot more injuries this season with the new format than they did this season. Like halfway through the season, World Cup. Yeah, than what we've ever I mean, seen. I don't know. I don't know what you guys have opinions on about. But the players, but I think it's just it's just going to end players' careers earlier. And I mean, that's why I believe, like before the game, like Kevin De Bruyne pretty much criticized the Nations League, saying there's too many of this type of stuff. Why am I play playing this? Exactly. I mean, what were you, King? Yeah, well, obviously it'll affect them with more games. There's going to be more games in the Champions League. There's going to be more games in the Europa League. There's going to be more and now the club, the, the club World Cup. There's more fixtures than that now. Yeah. Coming. Every every tournament seems to be putting in more and more games. So where's it going to stop? What we're going to be having a game every day? 
What's it, what's it going <laughs> to come The season never ends, King. It's going through the summer. <laughs> no more pre-seasons. We're going to keep going. It's no wonder players are dropping like flies. I mean, look. It, I mean, I know Arsenal have been good and whatever, but but you look at, at say, the Premier League, Chelsea, for instance, the amount of injuries they've had, Liverpool. This has been yeah. affected by the amount of games they're having to play, by having, you know, a winter where it's been interrupted, by a World Cup where some players yeah. are playing extra games, some players are playing no games. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, if I mean, anything, to be honest with you, the, the international football should be cut shorter. Because let's face it, friendlies are not terrible. Who actually watches any friendlies? I mean, look at this. I mean, John's made a good point. Between the next five, six years, averages will go down from 32-ish to a bit under 30. I, I tend to agree with that because, you play, like, like I said, you're playing more games. You're going to have more players getting injured, seriously injured. And these youngsters, when they're coming through, I mean, yes, yes, they're athletes nowadays, but athletes can break easier. Because they're putting they're putting their body through vigorous, vigorous training, day to day basis. I mean, so, oh, you go sorry. I was just gonna say, so if what Jano's saying ends up being correct, generally players come into their prime between twenty eight and thirty two. For goalkeepers, it's a bit older. Yeah. So we're gonna see players not even in their prime, like. No. You know, and then if if that's the case, then ten to twelve years, what well, it'd be at age of twenty eight, the retiring. Yep. Like. It's, I mean, you look. At, I mean, you look at it's player player well being needs to be. I mean, three midfielders injured. I mean, we have a Granacho got him injured as well. Right. I'm so, I'm sorry, but my United fans cannot complain about injuries. Chelsea have had a whole team out. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm just Dono. saying we all. Chris, I'm saying <laughs> Liverpool and Chelsea have a worse with injuries. I'm saying a lot of teams have injuries. It's just also we have midfielders yeah. injured. That's but, why I mean, we that's why we bought midfielders. So the thing is as well, like we mentioned, sorry, Chris, we mentioned the Liverpool and Chelsea getting injuries. Now these are teams that can probably cope better than teams that are mid table or lower Premier League clubs. For Villa, I know Villa have had some key injuries to key players, and we just have yeah. to get on with it. But for us to lose like a Diego Carlos, a Bubica Kamara, say like Fulham with Paulinia, yeah. that hits us like you losing three, yeah. four, four or like, players. You, you, like, or like we don't you, have a player to come in and replace them. Like, King, like if you're Martinez, if you lose him, the drop in quality of your like keepers is is evident. You can see it. Oh yeah, I definitely. Mean, he's, <laughs> I think I think we're going to start seeing a trend, and I hope I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong, but you're going to see big big name players getting bad injuries, retiring early, and the, the world of the world of in my opinion, the world of football will be ruined because of some guy who wants to make an extra couple of hundred million pounds in his back pocket for a, for what for what I get for us a, um, a World Cup every four years. I mean. John also said Saudi Arabia won 2030 uh, as well. I mean, yeah, they were the sponsors for the women's World yeah, Cup. That's the one yeah. that they just dropped because of the controversy that the women were completely against. Yeah, and 100% agree with that, that because of, I mean, same, same as same as what Qatar was. I mean, I mean, we both said it uh, on the live streams, etc., that Qatar should never have got the World Cup. Yes, it was a good World Cup to watch as a, for a football fan point of view. But for where it's held, with their um, past with 
um, there are human rights human rights stuff, etc. It's it's just it's it's horrible, and as General said, the mental the mental health of football players. It's not they're not, they're not getting they're not getting any support at all. It's it is abysmal, and then I hope. I mean, we're just we're just three guys sitting behind a screen talking about talking about it, but players need the players themselves need to stand up and say, right, what enough's enough, enough is enough, but they'll they'll be under contract as well. They they can't. So, for instance, safe safe. There's like before, before the the uh, the World Cup, like. Bruno and Ericsson did fully criticize it in an interview afterwards when they were asked about it, saying they have to play it, but it is shouldn't be there. We all know yep. that. Right, well, players don't have to play in the international team. They can withdraw themselves from the squad. Yeah, I mean, but, but what, then they'd be letting they'd be letting their whole country down at that point. They'll be blamed. I mean, if they're not saying it's about making a stand, in it? Or you, or yeah, but they tried, the to make, they tried to make a stand with those armbands and they completely dropped it when the someone made the set just up. a little small gesture that don't yeah. matter. Pl- players, but they should players, have gone through with it. Like doctors and nurses in England have been striking because of paying teachers. Yeah, the yeah. only way to do it is to basically go on strike. Yep. If you haven't yeah, got the players there play. to play the tournaments, they can't be playing. Yeah, but the, but the, things the will reason... change. The reason why they wouldn't, because they tried to do a protest with a thing, and the moment they got consequences, which most protests do have consequences, like, well, Bucky, if you heard, everyone completely backed off, and that's where's the point? They then just played the games normally and just said, we're angry at this. It doesn't work. Yes. Point, if, you, if you said you're going to make a statement, at least stick with the statement, take the booking. Yeah, just I mean, be it's... one with your words. I mean, me, me, my person, my, my personal opinion on it is that players should take a stand and say, "Listen, um, I'm not even playing this small, tournament." Yeah, but yeah. even if it was like a small gesture, like I said, Chris, with like they said they were going to do, then completely going against it the moment they said, "Well, Bucky, if you do it, you've just completely gone against everything you've just yeah. said. Every every point you just made is now completely invalid because you you're now saying, "Oh, well, I'll get booked, so I can't." Yeah. I can't do my statement. I mean, <sighs> maybe these younger players need to take more lessons off uh, Gary Lineker and his mates. I agree. Oh, excuse me. Well, just take a lesson off Ronaldo and just <sighs> do an interview. Don't go to. Nah. Don't show off for your team. Do an interview. <laughs> sure, Pierce would love to talk to him. <laughs> He seems like a man without friends. But anyway, any more any more opinions on our beloved Gianni, Gianni Infantino? Do you think he is the right man to take the game forward? Please let us know in our Discord or on Twitter or on our brand new website as well. He, he did say in a speech today that he, he loves all of you, even his haters. So <laughs> he's, he's, just a, he's, he's egotistical. So as you may have seen, we have got a, a new website, footballnationpodcast.co.uk, I think it is. Yes, football, the football nation, football nation it is brand new. But Chris, what can you find on the website? 
let me let me finish. Let me finish. So you can find information about us, us three, Jono, uh, Kai. We've got Paul on there as well. Uh, we've got a new uh, we've got a new guy. Um, I think his name's Paul as well. No, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Matt. Exactly. Yes, Matt. There's, there's too many names, so I'm trying to remember. And we have now got blogs on there. So if you are interested in becoming a writer for us, have a look at what King's brought and regard about Aston Villa. Have a look at Paul's regard about the um, the National League and have a look at what um, Matt is wrote about Liverpool. I'll be probably getting involved soon. I'm trying to touch up my writing skills. I haven't wrote, written in a long, long time. But it is fantastic. It is fantastic. I don't know how to type. I don't know how to write. So I'll be writing um, some things on it too. So, it doesn't surprise me. Shut up, one, one's one's Irish and one's Scot and one's Scottish, and they probably both can't write. Hey, I, I I can write quite well. I thank you very much. I've just thought. I've just it's it's, it, it's the what's what is it the I've got a certain sports journalism. I'll have you know, King. Just <laughs> <laughs> make sure you pick up the pen and not the beer. Hey, you, can you, can you can do both. You can do both. It, it brings create. It brings creativity. <laughs> but yes, Kings Kings uh, on Aston Villa is fantastic. If you haven't read read, uh, reading, read read it read it yes read it then get to it because it's fantastic about all the kind of future of Aston Villa. What's going on? Some big some big things possible happening at Aston Villa, and yeah. If you are looking for, if we are, um, if you are interested, please get in contact with us at the on the website or um, via our socials at the Football Nation Podcast. You can message me, Chris, uh, on Twitter. You can message King. You can message Boom. You can message Jono. We're always happy to help. But guys, thank you very much tonight for coming on. It's been a pleasure as always. So, Mister King, where can we find you on your socials, please? You can find me on Twitch FNKing FNKing007 or on Twitter FNKing or on the Road to Legends draft. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. Or here, yes. And boom, where can we find you? You can find me on Crazy Boom Double Underscore on both Twitter and Twitch. You can find me on YouTube on Boom Bully. You can find me here on this one, and hopefully we're at 300 subscribers soon. That's what just about to plug there. Thank you very much, Boom. But you can find me, your host, Chris Watt, on Twitter, uh, at Chris underscore Watt 89. You can also find me on the uh, Football Nation podcast most weeks when I'm not busy. And like I said, if you can reach that, if you can get 300 subscribers tonight, um, you'll you'll get a pat in the back. <laughs> As Pep once said, we only need to twice. Yes. But thank you very much, guys, tonight, and have a great weekend. Hope your team does well this weekend. Have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.